March 8th, 2023, we're in Masechet Beza on the Yod Amud Aleph in the first of the wide lines, toward the end of the line, says the Gemara, maybe the middle of the line. Ela ikashya hakashya. If you recall what the Gemara has been doing, is calling our attention to seeming contradictions between the positions of Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel. On the one hand, our first Mishnah of the Masechet described to us how Bet Shammai seemed to be lenient in the context of Simhat Yom Tov, in a circumstance where a person wants to slaughter, or already did slaughter, and they want to do Kisui Hadam, in a circumstance where they'd be eating meat from a Haya or an Of on the holiday. Bet Shammai were lenient. The reason for Bet Shammai being lenient, our assumption was, or is, because of Simhat Yom Tov, although you're going to be dealing with a potential Isumid Rabbanan, one of three we talked about, either a Hachana or alternatively a Hafira, which has in a, a specific circumstantial edition, which makes it only Isumid Rabbanan, or Tohen, it's grinding, or the, for the one right before that was plowing. In those circumstances where there'd be a rabbinic violation, nonetheless, Bet Shammai permitted, our assumption again was because it's Simhat Yom Tov, it's rejoicing on the holiday which you're up against, and because of that, we override the rabbinic violation and prohibition. Beit Hillel, in contrast, in our first Mishnah say, lo yechaseh, you're not supposed to be slaughtering, and if you already did slaughter, hayar and off, if you didn't, again, have the dirt with which to cover, if you did, of course, you could slaughter, so then lo yechaseh, why is Beit Hillel so stringent? Apparently, even b'makom mitzvah, the hachamim upheld their word, hachamim he'imidu divrehem, afilu b'makom simchat yom tov. So on the one hand, our first Mishnah sets forth, b'makom simchat yom tov, the Gemara now has been describing different situations from the Mishnayot up ahead and our Masechet where they seem to flip their opinions. In each one of those situations, Rabbi Yohanan's exclamation as the Gemara described it was The opinions need to be shifted, need to be flipped. Uh, the Gemara then would backtrace and would say, wait a second, maybe not. Maybe we can resolve this as not a contradiction at all that needs us in turn to alter the opinions, but rather there's a different way of interpreting that. That's what we're in the middle of and really drawing to the end of. So here on the first wide line again, rather if you have a contradiction, if there is a difficulty with regards to the opinions of Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel, in the context of Simchat Yom Tov, HaKashya, it's the following. Bet Shammai Omrim, the following Mishnah, which is to come, Bet Shammai Omrim, En notnin et ha'or lifne ha'dorsan, ve'lo yagbihennu, ela imken yesh alav kazait basar, u'bet hilel matirin. The circumstance situation is already at this point familiar to us. Person has slaughtered an animal on Yom Tov, which was permitted, of course. They're going to be eating from the meat. They're interested in rejoicing with basar and yayin over the course of the holiday. However, once you slaughtered the animal, you have the leftover um, skin from the animal. What are you going to do with the skin, with the leather of the animal? Well, maybe it goes in the garbage, but I'd rather it not go in the garbage. I'd rather use it. I'd rather be able to sell it or use it in order to craft, I don't know, all sorts of clothing or utensils together with it. But it's the holiday, and if you're going to leave out that, that skin, that uh, leather, what's going to happen is it's going to rot, it's going to deteriorate. You need to go through a tanning process almost immediately. But it's a holiday. I'm not allowed to do that on the skin, on the leather of an animal. So what instead would be performed, not on holiday per se, but throughout the year is if you weren't ready for the tanning uh, process, you take the leather, you take the skin and lie it out on the floor 
I don't know, in your home, in your warehouse, somewhere where people would walk upon it. Just the walking upon it would be sufficient with regards to upholding its quality, keeping it, so to speak, alive and not, uh, I guess, uh, deteriorating and uh, shriveling up. Uh, what uh, the holiday circumstance, I repeat, is you slaughtered the animal and you don't want to lose the skin. So maybe what I'll do is I'll do what I might do on another time. It's not a professional uh, circumstance in a way, but I don't have time. I don't have, I'm not allowed to put it down on the ground and everyone who walks in and out of the room or in and out of uh, the alleyway will uh, be stepping on this, uh, on this skin. Alternatively, maybe after it was already done like that or beforehand, I want to hang it up. So I want to move that skin and I want to just hang it up. Am I allowed to do either or both of those activities, of those actions, on the holidays? That's what we're talking about. In notrina ta'or, first, second wide line over here, lifneha dorsan. Lidros means to trample. You're not allowed to place the skin in front of people. Just uh, leave it on the side, put it in the garbage. Uh, it's a slaughter and leave it on the side. That's it. That's Bechamai's opinion. You're furthermore not allowed to pick it up. As Mefashim explained, you would be picking it up to move it from shade to sun or from sun to shade, whatever the proper temperature and context for that or is, for that skin and leather is. The only time it's permitted, according to Bechamai, is Yesh Alav Kazait Pasar. If you have a little bit of meat, we call it Kazait, you have a measurement of meat, of flesh left on that skin. All right, so then it's not just skin. We don't look at this and say you're just doing ibudha or you're just beginning the tanning uh, process of the leather. Or rather say this has a little bit of something that might be relevant to you on the holiday with regards to eating. But if it doesn't, if it's been completely cleaned off and all the meat is being prepared for the meal or eaten already, you're not allowed to handle the skin. Now, why would Betilel say that you're allowed to take the leather and continue the uh, process? Betilel matirin. The reason our assumption is because Betilel say to them, and say to us, if we don't permit you to do this, you're not going to slaughter animals on the holiday. If you don't slaughter our animals on the holiday without proper refrigeration and freezing, which they didn't have back then, you weren't going to eat meat on the holiday. Doing it beforehand would make it rotten spoil. Doing it on the holiday was your only option, but I'm going to have a tremendous financial loss because the skin, the leathers of those animals, and the big animals potentially, I'm having a lot of guests over, is going to go to waste. I won't have meat. It's just not worth it. It's going to be too expensive for me. So Betty Lail say, we'll permit in this circumstance circumstance for that to be violated. Wait a second, that means that we have Beti Leil being the lenient ones, and we have Bet Shammai being the stringent ones. That's a direct and stark contrast to our first Mishnah. Alma, third wide line here in the Gemara, and Afyod, Gabe Simhat Yom Tov, Bet Shammai Lechumra, Beti Leil Lekula, Uriminhi, we ask a contradiction, as we have until now from the first Mishnah, Shachet Chayav Ve'of Be'yom Tov, Ve'chule, Bet Shammai, in our first Mishnah, were permitting, if you had uh, a deck in Na'ut, and uh, well, that's what the Gemara will tell us, and the and Bet Hilel, um, were forbidding, it seems to be a, a direct contradiction. Amar Biyohanan muhlefet hashita, as we've seen, as we introduced, Biyohanan's initial reaction, or at the very least our application of his reaction is that Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel's opinions, perhaps in one of these two circumstances, Mahlok and Rashi and Tosafot, needs to be flipped. That's how you'd resolve this contradiction, says the Gemara, Sten Neshwayir, Biyohanan, not so fast, don't just switch the opinions. Maybe we can look into these cases, maybe there's a reason in each one of these 
these, these cases, the, the lenient opinion is lenient because it's lighter circumstances. What do you mean lighter circumstances? We're all familiar with this in our lives, in halakha lives, but in business and personal lives. It's circumstances and situations are defined by context. The context in one can be different than the other, and I can act differently, and it's appropriately to act differently in one as opposed to the other. But they appear to be the same, but if you look into the details, the finer circumstances, uh, you'll understand that was appropriate here, it's not appropriate. That's what the Gemara is going to suggest. The Gemara will say each one of these circumstances can be, if you read it sensitively, if you pay attention to the context properly, can be lighter seen than the other, than the standard. In principle, maybe both Beit and Beit say we don't have Simchat Yom Tov just overriding. We will, however, say each of these circumstances have a reason why Beit would be lenient, why Beit would be lenient. Says the Gemara Dilma, maybe Lohi, maybe it's not so, this Mahlok Beit Shammai and Beit they never actually, in principle, disagree about whether Simchat Yom Tov overrides. The first suggestion of the Gemara is maybe Beit Shammai would, generally speaking, be stringent. We're used to them being stringent. That would make a lot of sense. Why do they have that leniency in our first Mishnah of the Masechet? Because, as Rav Yehuda told us on Davzayin Amud Aleph, the circumstance situation is when the shovel is already stuck into the ground before the holiday. When it's already stuck into the ground before the holidays, the rabbis look at that situation and say, that's already lighter. That's already, that's a quasi-hachana preparation. That's already uh, obviating, getting you around the issue of hafira and tohen. And as a result, that's why Bet Shammai were lenient. If you didn't have it already stuck into the ground, you think Bet Shammai is going to be lenient? Well, all of a sudden, they became these liberal uh, thinkers. That's not the way they go. Even in Simchat Yom Tov. So there's no contradiction then in Beit Shammai. Furthermore, what about Beit Hillel? Beit Hillel seemed to be very lenient over here with the ibud or the tanning of the uh, skin, of the leather. Why is it that they're lenient over there? But in our first Mishnah, they're stringent with regards to the slaughtering if you don't have the dirt to cover. Iname, alternatively, ad kan laka amre Beit Hillel hacha. Beit Hillel are specifically lenient over here in the case of these leathers. And only here, they wouldn't in general, ela Says the Gemara, perhaps Betilel are lenient over here because it's Haze. Haze means it's Raui, it's susceptible, it's appropriate. Limizga means to sit down. Ilave means on it. Rashi explains that once upon a time, apparently they sat much closer to the ground than we do today, and just having some skins out on the ground would already be appropriate. You'd walk into someone's house, apparently, and there was freshly skinned animal hides on the ground. Beautiful. That's a great opportunity to take a seat. I was looking for something. I didn't want to sit on the dirt. A freshly skinned hide is perfect for me. Apparently that was something they would do. If you would do that, it means it's already raui. It means it's already uh, the fact that you have it out there and people are stepping on it. They're stepping on it because they're going to sit down on it. So it means it's lighter already than just taking it off and throwing it down in the middle of the street for people to walk over. It's in your house. Oh, it's a scary thought. In your house you have the animal hide and we look at that as more lenient. Yeah, in today's day and age we see it very much the opposite. It's more lenient because it's already usable on the holiday over there and only over there are beti le lenient. In general, just because you want to eat the meat, so you put out the hide or you hung up the hide, that's not permitted if it's alternatively having the possible usage of lemizga ilave, 
to sit down on it, that would be permitted. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Ela ikashya hakashya, but we still do have a contradiction, potentially, from another Mishnah. So we've resolved this first of today, the second to last one. Now we have our last one, if I'm not mistaken, with regards to a seeming contradiction. Let me repeat the contradiction that's coming up. Bet Shamayim Bet in our first Mishnah, have a mahloket about slaughtering when you don't have dirt to cover the blood of a hayah and off. You have a mitzvah kisui hadam. Bet Shamayim say, nonetheless, go ahead. Yachpor bedeker v'yechaseh. Bet say, absolutely not. What are they debating? What, what's the, what's, what law is at the core, at the foundation of that mahloket? Our assumption is, you're dealing with simhat yom tov. That's no small matter. We'll permit rabbinic violations in order for you to fulfill the simhat yom tov of rejoicing with basar and yayin. Alternatively, no such thing. You didn't have it prepared. We're not preparing it for you. You're not going against our word. What do you think our word is worth? Betilel are stringent. What we're going to raise again is another one of these sorts of situations where the Simhat Yom Tov, rejoicing on the holiday, circumstance and situation. This one specifically will be about buying the spices on the holiday for your food. Bet Hillel are going to be lenient and Bet Shammai are going to be stringent. It's going to be flipped. You might ask who's buying things on Yom Tov. You're not allowed to buy things on Yom Tov. We'll learn about it on Daf Kaftet already that there is a permissibility. It's permitted as long as no money is exchanged and the person, the person, the merchant already knows who you are, then it's permitted. What's that? If it's on credit and they don't need to write anything down and there's none of that being discussed, then it's permitted and only then is it permitted. I mean, we'll address that when we get to Daf Kaftet. I'm just getting that out of the way from now, so don't get thrown off by that. Okay, that's the backdrop. One last introductory remark, the circumstance as I imagine it. I've been... Uh, a few times, and my wife uh, studied in Stern College, so when I dated her, I went, uh, we went to restaurants in uh, ta- Times Square, so I've been there a few times in my life, but uh, there's specific places there I don't go there very often that I like. I went there during the last 15 years once. It was COVID lockdown. I heard it's empty there. It's empty there. I can go and take advantage. So we went there, and there is over there, I have a, there's a bookstore in downtown Manhattan that's called The Strand. It sells all sorts of books. Well, in the village, that's right, right next to NY, but I love that bookstore. I like bookstores in general, Jewish bookstores specifically, but The Strand is a very special place in my heart. Uh, they were, as a matter of fact, during COVID, they were almost hitting, they, at least that's what they said in the email, they were almost hitting bankruptcy, so they were asking for donations. I think it's the only time in my life, I didn't really donate, I asked them for a mug or something like that. I've given to like something, hicke. Anyway, not, not, I've given, I'm saying outside the community for a bookstore, but I, it's a very special place to me. I've spent a lot of good hours my life in that store. Anyway, so they have additionally, I don't use these, the bookstores, thousands, tens and hundreds of thousands of books. They haven't, I saw this when I was there, I assume they still do in Times Square. At the time it was all closed up because it was COVID, but they have these like spring uh, pop-up type of shops. So they have like these metal containers and you open up the door and then they have books in there and they put on shelves and racks outside. That's the type of thing. I don't know that we see that all that often. I imagine when there were marketplaces, you had it a lot more often. You'd open up in the shuk and I think it used to be similar to that. It doesn't look like that when I was there this past time. In other words, you have these little cubicles or bigger cubicles of sorts, and you open it up with a gate, and then you lock it at night. And that's the type of, you know, like uh, in, in Jerusalem they have it, or maybe in all of Israel for the lotto. They have these little boxes, and you open at least they used to. They have and, it in Bryan Park. They have it in Bryan Park. Yeah, right. They have it in Bryan Park. Yeah, 
Brian Park has an even closer place in my heart. My first date was in Brian Park. We sat on a bench, and then I proposed in Brian Park because of that. It was a perfect closing, and it overlooks a library. Couldn't get better for me, right? Anyway, it says the Gemara, I don't remember that they had it there. But that's the background to what we're going to be dealing with. So, <laughs> You have to be personable from time to time. I need to tell you about my life. Ela ikasha. Otherwise, otherwise it gets boring. But ela ikasha hakasha betchamay omrim en mesalekine taterisin deyom tov ubetilel matirin af lehahazir. So there's a mahlokit here in Mishnah to come with regards to tirisin. Tirisin in Israel today they talk about those blinds that you have those like metal blinds on windows. Over here it's more specifically it's something that's going to close up the entrance of this little cubic cubicle that I was, uh, this little entrance thing that I was describing. So what they used to do is they would have the titties. You'd have some sort of strong metal, maybe wood um, item, which would be kind of the window or uh, opening of that little shop uh, that uh, would be a place. Uh, you're allowed to open it or close it as well on Yom Tov. Now the specifics we'll talk about on Daf Yod Aleph with regards to how many hinges are on it in order to establish this as a, uh, only a Derabbanan. But what sort of Melacha would we be dealing with at the very least with Derabbanan? Binyan. We'd be talking about building something, right? Now, it is building, someone might say, Stira as well when you're taking it off, right? Uh, in other words, building and, and dismantling, which are uh, placed one right next to the other and together, um, you are talking about not per se a, uh, a, a binyan of like a, a home of some sort. This is what we call a keli. This is a utensil. It's this small little shop thing. But nonetheless, that's the issue we're going to be addressing. That point that I just mentioned will come into play in just a few moments. So, therefore, says the Mishnah, again, and why would I have this little shop? I have this little shop in order to purchase um, uh, spices. Why do I want spices? I'm making food on the holiday. Bechamai says it's stira. You know, I'll let it dismantle things, whether it's a home or a uh, utensil on holiday on Shabbat. It's asur. Betilel matirin. Betilel permit. Not only do they permit the taking apart, they say it's even mutar hazir hazir. Even when you're finished opening the shop and giving out, selling the uh, spices to all the Jews, all the people who want it on Yom Tov, you could then close it up again. That's going to be a binyan. The assumption is the only reason Beit Hillel is permitting is because of Simhat Yom Tov. Beit Shammai says Simhat Yom Tov is not sufficient in order for us to permit this, again, in context rabbinic violation. Alma, it's clear, says the Gemara Gabe, Simhat Yom Tov, Beit Shammai Lechumra, or Beit Kula. When it comes to Simhat Yom Tov, Beit Hillel are the ones who are lenient. Unlike our first Mishnah, Beit Shammai are the ones who are stringent. Udeminhi, we have a contradiction, again, from the Mishnah, Daf Beit HaShohet says the Gemara will start with Beit Shammai. We have throughout started with Beit Shammai. Bishlama, Beit Shammai, Beit Shammai, Lakashya. Interestingly, the Gemara didn't throw in yet the Rabbi Yohanan Mukhlef Tashita this time. The Gemara first starts with the fact that Beit Shammai on Beit Shammai, not a contradiction. Why not? Hatam, the first Mishnah, the Ikadekir Na'ut. The circumstance must be, or perhaps is, when you had a shovel stuck into the ground. Rav Yehuda and Dav Zayin. As a result, that made the case lighter. The Text was less severe in general. Aval hacha leka. Excuse me. Hechadi kadekenaut hacha leka dekenaut. In our circumstance, you don't have something 
of that sort. You don't have the quote-unquote dug-in shovel. In other words, in these pop-up shops, in these uh, temporary or smaller situations, you don't have something that makes it more lenient as you do in our first Mishnah. Our first Mishnah makes it more lenient because the shovel's in the ground. It already lightens anything the rabbis were nervous about. Over here, you didn't lighten that at all. But it doesn't necessarily make a difference. So you don't need a per se, firstly. Second of all, I'm not sure, I mean, you'd have to go back a couple thousand years in order to determine this one. Not sure it was possible to not lock it. I think they went on was they bolted it on. I don't think you could close it otherwise. We'll learn that on Dafyodal if it seems to be the reality. The idea is to remove the shed so you can get a spice that you need. Not to open the store, not to open up the store. Well, they would they would open it on the holiday. I'm a, I'm a merchant for people to buy. They're not handing me money per se. We're not mentioning the money, but it's kind of be taken account of. Yeah, again, we're gonna t- we'll talk. We have a while to that one on Daf Kaftet about the permissibility of that. If I'm not mistaken, as well, Rashi might even write it over here. The way it used to work, I don't know how to fully conceptualize this. It's neither here nor there. I think the doors themselves or what they would then lie out the spices on. So I imagine as they take the door, they put it hard, uh, slanted down and they put them in front of the shop, so to speak. But yeah, no, that's where people are coming to get it and to buy it when for all intents and purposes. Window shutters. Window shutters. He's taking the window shutters and he's changing the use from window shutter to a Oh, that's what I just said. Right, that's right. That's so, right. So according to Ben Shammai, when it's, when it's window shutter, yep. um, it's not anything. But uh, that last detail, uh, as, although I just mentioned it to Jeffrey, although Rashid does not, I don't know that that's necessary for the ebb and flow of the Gemara over here. The Gemara is not addressing that. The Gemara is talking about Binyan. Binyan and Stira, building and dismantling. I showed that I'm using this shuttle. Right, right. Wow. I have this window shutter that I'm using as a window shutter. Yes. That's the way they're describing it. The issue is is before that. You're a step removed where you might be able to talk about that. The issue is is before that. Am I allowed to open it or close it at all on Yom Tov? Forget about the other usage. This window shutter. Different window shutters have different status. Binyan and Stira. Binyan and Stira. We're going to have to deal over here. It's not exactly a made-to-be-open-and-close type of situation. You're dealing with a keli, which is not a simple open and close. It has hinges on it, and you have to, as a result, open it and close it and fully take it off and fully put it on. Listen, we'll have to address the particulars when we get there on Dafyodal, but that's what we're up against. That's absolutely what we're up against. Says the Gemara, Ela betilela betilel kashia. We have a stira, we have a contradiction in betilel. In our first Mishnah, they're stringent. In this Mishnah, they're lenient. Amar biyohanan muhlefet ha-shita. On this, and the Gemara will, although it'll give an alternative approach, it'll give them a little rest and solace over here. Rabbi Yohanan, the fact that you want to flip the opinions this time, uh, we understand. Rabbi Yohanan, Bet Hillel is a little bit too difficult for us. Then the Gemara says, but we might have one way, Dilma, Lohi, Adkan Lakamre, Bet Hillel, Hachai, Elamishum, De'en Binyan, Bekelim, Ven Sira, Bekelim, Aval Hatam, Lo. Maybe this case is different, and detail, again, we'll have to address on Dafyodal, but it's what I talked to you about in the introductory remark. When it comes to kelim, when it comes to utensils, it might not be qualitatively the same issue, which means to say the issue of binyan and stira might only specifically and particularly be when I'm building a structure, when I'm dealing with utensils of these sort. 
of the sort. That's right. We'll talk about potentially in Binyanus Dirabikelim, which means to say the whole issue didn't get off the ground. It's not that Simhat Yom Tov made it lenient over here. It's that it was never forbidden in the first place. They're fundamentally disagreeing. Bet Shammai say Yesh Binyanus Dirabikelim. Bet Hillel don't say because of Simhat Yom Tov it's mutar. No, no, we don't hold of such a thing. The first Mishnah will tell you that to you. We just don't think there was an issue at all over here because in Binyanus Dirabikelim again an issue which we elsewhere in, in Talmud we talk about, but over here on Daf Yod Aleph we'll return to to help Jared and everyone's nerves with regards to that matter. Uh, the next Mishnah brings us forward. Again, we've already at this point seen it, interestingly, because we've seen many of the mahlakot that are to come over the course of this past Gemara. We saw this one, and now that. we asked all sorts of contradictions and resolved them. Now we're going to go into detail so and greater depth on each one. Really means that even if it's hard, even if it's, if it's uh, a lot of tirha, and if I break something off, and it's usual as something else, it's no stira, or there's just the latter. Categorically, there's no binyan and stira. According to Beti Leil, if you hold and binyan and kelim, there's no such thing as binyan and stira and kelim. Not per se circumstance. Again, we'll have to address on Daf Yod Alf the particulars, because the Gemara does get more specific with regards to this only being with Rabbah. We'll have to deal with it, but the way the Gemara over here presents it, it's a categorical concept. Why? Yeah. At this point, Simhat Yom Tov in these contexts is not playing a role. Now, halacha, okay, we need a little bit more. When we finish the Perik, we'll be able to, no, I mean it, we'll be able to look back and say what. How much of a, how much of a power is that to override rabbinic vi- uh, prohibitions, right? In other words, what we did over the course of the last page or so is say, we're not sure. We're not sure it's anything. As we thought it was over there, not really. So he's asking, is it at all? And he knows it is. We haven't proven it at the very least, because in each one of these circumstances, we've suggested you can explain in another way. So again, this next Mishnah, Bet Shamayomrim lo yitol elaim ken ni anami yom. On Beti Leil, yes. In the, in the, we were all very comfortable with Dek and Naut. Yes. It was on Beti Leil. Rabbi Yohanan for that said, The Gemara said, maybe not. Maybe it's because of Enbinyan Ustira Bekelim. Yeah, but Bet Shammai consistently we had no problem with assuming. Don't forget, it was an assumption. Mishnah never told us Dek and Naut. We're assuming Dek and Naut. Yeah. Says the Mishnah over here again, the circumstance. Correct. Correct, which you didn't want us to do from the beginning. You got very nervous with Rabbi Yohanan. Don't think I forgot. The circumstance, the situation is such that a person wants to eat young birds on the holiday and they have them in the nesting area, in the nest. Uh, now, if it's a Tarnagolet Ta'omedit La'achila, the whole purpose of the bird, not chicks is going to be the reality, not young birds, will this ever be the reality is our assumption, but if it's an older bird and its purpose was and is to be eaten, you don't need to deal with anything before the holiday, it is mukhan, the fact that its purpose to be eaten, it's mukhan, it's ready, there's no mukse issue, there's no, it wasn't on my mind, it is on your mind, by definition, that's what its purpose is. What if it's a tarnagole, taumedit, not for shechita, 
um, but rather legadil besim in order to bring forth other chicks. And you change your mind on the holiday. You can't change your mind on the holiday. You're not allowed to do that. What if that's what I had prepared it for over the course of the last few weeks, months, and years, but now I want to eat it on the holiday? That's the type of situation we're talking about. What about if it's birds that don't really have a purpose yet? They're young. That's the situation we're talking about. How do you prepare those birds for the holiday? According to Beit Shammai, it's necessary to move the birds. You pick them up. And you say, this is what I'm going to eat from tomorrow. Of course, slaughter and eat from tomorrow. According to Beit Hillel, you just point to them. You say that one and that one and that one. Maybe you say their names. And that's the way it's uh, sufficient to prepare them for the holiday. We already mentioned the reason, but we'll read about it here in the Gemara with regards to, again, Beit Shammai. It says the Gemara, Amar Rav Hanan Barame Mahloket Bibricha Rishona. The Beit Shammai Savre Gazrinan Dilma Ateli Imluche. Says the Gemara, or says Rav Hanan more specifically, Rav Hanan Barameh, he says this mahloket is specifically and only on Bericha Rishona. Bericha is a reference that she explains to at the beginning of Nisan, or in the month of Nisan. Apparently that's a hatching time for I guess doves, and what you would generally, it seems to be, and Mars will either corroborate or get uh, draw our suspicion to this, if I'm not mistaken, it was a male and female that would be born, I guess generally speaking, and the idea was that as a dove cultivator, you'd want to leave those in the nest, you don't want to take those, why don't you want to take those, that's the first births of this mother bird, because you want the mother bird to stay in this nest, if you took its babies, it's going to look for another place, it's not bound to that nest any longer. You'd like to have a certain, that's why you're interested, you can't control them, I guess you could put up a netting, but you're, you're letting them uh, fly around, but you want them to keep coming back, so you're not going to take what we call berichari shona, you're going to leave the first doves there. But I changed my mind. I, I don't know, we don't have the doving uh, process, the market is not doing that great, we need some meat, I guess we don't have higher quality meat on the holiday, so we want to have those. And it's before the holiday, I realized together, so I'm going to go take care of these. What's the halacha in that situation? Only in that situation. Why so? Because only in that circumstance will we maybe say, according to Beit Shammai, you'll change your mind. In general, there are birds there. All right, you said those birds, you go on the holiday, you're going to take them down. Beit Shammai said, but these are very special birds. Most people don't want to lose these birds. They need those birds in order to keep the mother bird. Then and only then, even though I I said before the holiday, oh, those birds, those are the ones I'm going to take. That's not sufficient. Dilma, maybe imluchebe. Maybe you'll change your mind. You'll pick them up on the holiday, look at them, say, you know, I'm thinking twice about it and put it down. No, no, you didn't just do that. You put it down, you kind of designate it as not mukseb. But the fact that you're not in the end going to use it, you picked it up and then you redesignate it. You can't change your mind, you have to pick it up. Correct. That's a problem. We fear you will use your mind. Again, if I didn't pick it up the day before, says Bet Shamaim, I'm nervous that on the holiday, since it's important birds, it's not heke birds, important birds, I pick it up and I say, oh, I think twice about this. The fact that you picked it up and then put it down causes a problem. But I prepared it. I prepared it for eating. The fact that I'm not eating it, you kind of reversed its process. That's the way you have to explain it in Rashi. Rabbeinu Hananel says it a little bit differently, but along the same line. Says Rabbeinu Hananel on the left-hand side of the page. He says, you're going to go there, you're going to pick it up, and then you say, nah, maybe not. And you put it down, you messed up your simchat yom tov. Before Yom Tov, you need to pick them up. Now, on Yom Tov, I messed up my Saudat Yom Tov. So, so Rabbeinu Hananel says, on Yom Tov, now that I went in there, I picked it up, and maybe not. Uh, so instead, maybe. 
Because you decided it's not worth enjoying it today at the expense of potentially losing the mother bird. Something like that. And as a result, I don't have holiday food, says Rabbeinu Hananel. That's a problem. You According to Rashi, I now reestablished a problem of Mukseh, which I thought I got around before him. Says Beit Shammai, you know how to deal with this? Do an action before the holiday. Go up there, pick up the birds, look at look them in the eye, not really, but pick them up. You already have made a statement. I told you yesterday, I think it's even more than that. The fact that you climbed the ladder, it was strenuous, it was activity, it's not easy to do, it took time out of your schedule and effort from your day. In that situation, the fact that you did that, we're no longer nervous that you're going to change your mind. You're really, you're connected you to these things. You're not going to. I touched it before, according to the basic Now, on Yom Tov, I picked it up, I put it down, I said, I'm not going to use if you did it beforehand, yeah. we okay. Let me state it like this: on the holiday, you can't put it down. Once you take it, you have to take it. We, our fear is you'll end up doing that. Says Beit Shammai, you won't. I'll tell you why: because you touched them beforehand. Beit Shammai says you're not going to do that. Dachila says Beit Shammai, what type of you don't trust me? No, Beit Shammai says you need to touch it. No. Yes. You showed a designation and you attached yourself to it by touching it. Okay. And Great. now we don't fear you're going to change your mind. And if you do change your mind, you made a problem. Great. You're not going to change your mind. And what if I change my mind? You made a problem. Even if you just look at it? What do you mean? I made a so once you touch them, you have to eat them. So you can't on the holiday pick it up and not eat from it. Yeah. If I change my mind, yeah. I touched it from before. Yeah. I still change my mind. I have a problem? Yes. Because the permissibility of it. You're not getting into the psychology over here. Bet Shammai say, the fact that I picked it up, we assume now, it it didn't solve the, it didn't discover America, we assume now you won't put it down on the holiday. You showed your intention to yourself. And the fact that you touched it, we now don't fear that. So says the Gemara over here again, very quickly. The Mahlog is specifically on the first nesting time uh, of this growth of these birds. We have a Gezerah, we decree the rabbis do Dilma, maybe Ateli Imluchet. If we just let you designate with words, with pointing, it's not enough. We fear that on the holiday you'll pick it up and put it down. No simhat yom tov, mukseh, according to Rashi. savre, la gazrina, we don't have such a gazera. You pointed to it, sufficient. You're not going to change your mind on the holiday. Ava bibricha if it's past that first two, those are in the nest. Now there's more. Divre hakol, even bet shamai, say, be'omet ve'omet zevezehaninotel, say, yeah, it's sufficient to just point to them because we don't fear you're going to change your mind afterwards. That's the beginning of it. The Gemara now goes into a, another issue which we'll address tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen